Podcast City Network. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. A shot of entertainment to the head. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the entertainment. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Everett Lee Show podcast. I am the Everett Lee. Just trying to set my phone up here. I want to give a quick shout out to everyone that follows me on Twitter. You can follow me at the Everett Lore Score Lee, Facebook.com slash Everett Lee. Click that thumbs up. And of course, Podcast City Network, the official host of the Everett Lee Show. Before I get on to my guest, I want to give a happy birthday shout out to a happy birthday to. Hardcore Heather Owens on this night here. Happy birthday, Heather, and hope you're enjoying it. And tonight, I'd like to welcome to the program tonight here on the Everett Lee Show. I want to welcome my guest, not one, two guests, the Gold Rush Solomon Stone and the Modern Day Shaman, Garrett Adams. How you gentlemen doing tonight here? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm great. Trying to keep warm. <laughs> Trying to keep Good. warm Good here. Good to hear that you're doing all right over there too, buddy. Yeah, kind of funny you should ask after the last time we saw each other. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Sometimes you just got to watch your back, but hey, it's <laughs> fight sometimes, you know. But whatever, we're past. <laughs> yeah, speaking speaking of the last time you guys fought. I did catch out that catch that fatal four way for the number one contendership for the hardcore title for um, the promotion EHF. That was a good match between all four for the opponents there. You know, it was a fun time. Garrett did win. I was a little cheated. I'm not going to lie, but. Hands off to Garrett for winning the the number one contendership. It was a lot of fun right up until the end. Yeah. yeah. How's that back feeling? Pretty good? Yeah. Feeling a lot better. <laughs> just, just rub some Vicks on it. You'll be okay. <laughs> I got my special herbs and uh, my, my bulbs. Oh. Well, yeah, that was that was an intense match there. I mean, you guys you guys pulled everything out there, and uh, Garrett, you won with uh, with submission there, and that that was great. And just I I didn't know who was going to win that match, but I I loved it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I looked looked up you guys on YouTube looking for matches. Um, Solomon, you got more more current stuff up on youtube and uh garrett i noticed that that fatal four-way was the only match that was like current up to date there's uh stuff on there i've noticed that was dated back three years but still great matches man you guys you guys are great you tear it up in the ring and i love what you guys do well 
Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm not sure why that's the case. I've been, we've been working, uh, he's just coming back off an injury now, but we were working every weekend for the last year. Um, I'll make sure I get you my, my YouTube info so you can, so you can check it out better. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You got, you got to update that app, Garrett. It's hard when I'm in the woods all the time. Yeah, that's true. Being doing shaman stuff, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of being out in the woods and having matches, amazing fatal four way matches for number one contenderships for titles. At I'm gonna ask uh, Solomon this first and then Garrett follow up with it. At what age did you get into wrestling? Ooh, uh well, I was a young little boy. Um, I want to say roughly about eight years old, I want to say, give or take. But, I mean, honestly, it, the thing that caught me, and I'll never forget this, is flipping through the channels at Grandma's house, and I saw Lord Steven Regal on WCW Saturday night, and I was hooked. Nice. Nice. I was... uh. I was probably five or six. Some of my earliest memories were uh, staying up real late and hiding from my parents to watch Saturday night's main event back in the day on my old Rabbit Ears channel and my uh, Rabbit Ears TV in my bedroom. And uh, one of my friends introduced me. He was I was probably in eighth grade, and he introduced me to WCW, the old uh, Power Hour on Saturday mornings when I would spend the night, hang out for the weekend like you do when you're a kid. That's what they that's what they watched. Nice, nice. I want to add that, yeah. My my dad would let me stay up late and watch uh, watch uh, primetime wrestling on Tuesdays. He would let me he'd let me stay up late. That would be the only day of the week I would get to stay up and I'd get to watch and I'd watch uh, great amazing matches and hear Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan go at it back and forth. Just great moments, great times. Two of the best. Yes, two of the best. Definitely, definitely two of the best. Now, Garrett, when when did you decide that you wanted to get into wrestling? When did you decide that, and then follow, and you can follow that up there, Solomon? I was probably fifteen or sixteen when I decided like that was something I really wanted to do, and really started trying to figure out like how you go about doing it. <clears throat> Okay. So yeah, probably, probably about 15, yeah, 15, 16, I'd say. Okay, about 15, 16. What about you, uh, Solomon? Um, I mean, it's something that, you know, obviously as a kid, that's like, hey, I want to do that. That's what I want to be when I grow up. But when I kind of really started thinking about doing it was, God, I want to say maybe right after high school maybe a little couple years after had to get all that you know crazy crazy partying out of the way and stuff like that and then um yeah i want to say early 20s probably at the latest Mm, nice nice where where did you where did you get trained at solomon where where did you decide where did you go get trained at to get your training at 
I actually, I actually started at two different places. Uh, the first time, like the first place I actually originally started training at, if you want to kind of call that training, but it was in uh, Davenport, Iowa. Um, just kind of found this flyer. I think it was at some like local restaurant and it was just some local flyer for like wrestling show. So I contacted them via Facebook and was just like, Hey, I want to train and started training, but whoever the guy was that, you know, was running the show there, um, he was on the road a lot. So it was kind of basic, you know, hitting the ropes, bumps and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. Right. And then, uh, I think it was a couple years later, I moved down to Florida and started training with Tony Devlin down in DWI based out of Ruskin, Florida. Okay. The DWI Academy of Wrestling Sciences. Exactly. Let's give a shout out. That was, uh, DWI was, uh, one of my, one of my stops along my long route. And, uh, that's actually where we met Jane Solomon. Yeah. So. That's where the wonderful, wonderful promotion, wonderful trainer. Yes, absolutely. Nice, nice. Where where did you get trained at, too, uh, Garrett? Um, I got trained. I'm going to date myself here. I got trained back in '99 um, by a gentleman who I'm sure was a shyster and some sort of carny scam artist named uh, <laughs> Mad Mike Smith. Who gave me like a? Who gave all of us um, that went to the 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 place he trained us at? It was an old abandoned rubber factory like conference room thing, and it was a real rickety old ring. But he gave us like a real '70s style training. You know, lots of running the ropes, lots of hitting the turnbuckles, bump until we couldn't breathe anymore, and all the basics and you know, how to, how to take some basic moves. And then it was helping us, you know, get booked. And then, um, had some life issues. I, I, uh, we'll say skills of a misspent youth put me in a position where I needed to be in the military. So I kind of, uh, stepped away for a while and joined the military, but had the opportunity to start, uh, getting back into it while I was in and, um, started working with, um, and was mentored by a lot of good Southern talent. Um, I worked with like Logan Cree. He just signed with um, World Wrestling Network or MLW. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, he just signed with MLW. Um, tag teams like the Gentleman's Club and the late Cameron LaRue, Dallas Riley, um, and the PlayStation players. You know, we just, I just started working everywhere and, you know, we just all worked together and we all trained together and worked out together before shows and they, they filled in all my blanks for me. Nice. 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 Now promotions after, after you got your training and after going out, what, what, what are some of the promotions that, that you worked for Solomon? I'll start with you. Well, um, back like when I was talking about the 2011 training originally, um, well, they kind of threw me like my first ever matches that I had were actually kind of sweet. Actually, um, I had two war game style matches, like first ever matches I've ever had. And I've, I even forgot the promotions out there. But um, when I moved down to Florida, that's kind of really when things started, you know, kind of taking off. I worked for obviously DWI. 
where I right. trained out of um, ACW, which is a Newport Ritchie, Florida, Real Pro, um, EHF here out of South Bend, Indiana, Pure Pro Wrestling based out of Flint. Um, this is kind of a small handful of the name, but there's there's plenty of them promotions out there that I've worked for. Nice, nice. And what what about you, Garrett? What uh, what promotions did you have you worked for? Um, I'm pretty sure between the years of 2003, we'll say, and 2009, I worked for every medium to tiny level indie show between Atlanta and Miami. I can't even remember all the places. We did a sat Friday to Sunday loop every wow. weekend for four or five years. Um, since I've been up here for the last few years, we've worked EHS, GLWA, um, Pro Wrestling King, uh, HPW, New Breed Wrestling, and I know I'm forgetting somebody, but I can't remember. I get hit in the head a lot. Well, you you guys have pretty much been been all over the place, and you pretty much worked for a lot of promotions, and you guys worked with, and even you've even tagged in uh, in matches together. Can you uh, can you tell me about that? Yeah, you want to take a little bit of that? Yeah, I mean, um, sure, go ahead. Let's hear it. Uh, we, when, it's funny when we met in, uh, DWI down in Florida, I was, uh, the only guy wearing, uh, I wore war paint and I use, uh, black and red as my color scheme. Mm-hmm. I see this guy, big muscle bound guy looking all like Jack, looking like a million dollars in black <laughs> and red, putting on black and red war paint. Nice. And I walked right over to his, I'd never seen him before in my life. And I walked right over to him and was like. We either need to tag together or fight each other. <laughs> That's how I remember it, Garrett. And then we both ended up in Michigan a couple of years later, and we hit the road. Yeah. Nice. Now we're all over the place. Yeah. I believe your exact words were, let's see how much we can work. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's That's good. That's good. So, so you pretty much traveled, traveled together, and you've you've worked worked a lot of places together. Now, tell me about winning the winning the tag team titles. I was looking at your uh, Facebook there, Solomon, and uh, or I believe it was uh, you, Garrett, that uh, that one of one of you uh, needed got the other person to help you win the tag titles. What I want, I like to hear about that right there because uh, I find that. Find it interesting, and I love the picture. I'm using it right here uh, with the both of you with the tag titles, with you, uh, with you, Solomon, with the money, and then and just the look with you, uh, Garrett. It, it's just it's fantastic. I love that picture. I like I had to use that picture there, <laughs> but I like to hear that right there. Well we'll, cir- well, we'll circle back to how he said he wanted to see how much we could work. Uh huh. So he told me that, right? And then I filled our calendar. Friday, Saturday, Sundays, the whole works for like the next eight months. 
And then he wrestled Gideon Malice for the Michigan heavyweight title and, like, exploded his knee. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and I was left cool. with a calendar of tag dates that I needed to fill. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't miss dates. I've missed three shows in my entire career. Right. So I don't miss dates. And um, a lot of the places we were work, we had been booked at had planned on building, like, stables or factions using us. Uh-huh. So they just gave me tag team partners until he was healthy that were, you know, going to be in those stables to right. fill in for him. Right. Yeah. Well, at GLWA, we did, we did that, but because it's indie wrestling, people, you know, don't show up. They're not reliable. And we had a revolving door of people to a degree in this one uh, group that they wanted us in. And when he was finally healthy, I was like, he's, it's me and him. He's, he's my partner. Your boy is back. (laughs) Yep. He came back and he helped us win the tag team titles. And then we successfully defended them the next month. Nice. See, the thing about that injury though, dude, I was supposed to be out for uh, at least a year and then get surgery too. So like, cause I had a, a complete PCL tear and shredded knee cartilage. Like I was, my knee was toast. Ooh, and, uh, damn. I just, yeah, dude, I just started rehabbing it and taking a little bit of collagen here. Got a special brace made and dude, it's like magically good to go somehow. <laughs> <laughs> if you, yeah. if you don't mind me asking how, how'd you injure, how'd you injure your leg there? Um, oh, I well, like Garrett was saying, <laughs> like Garrett was saying, I was in the match, uh, with pure pro wrestling versus getting malice and, I don't know, for some crazy reason, like, I, this move is never in my arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I, like, body slam Gideon or whatever, and for some reason, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go do that Bret Hart elbow smash off the second top, or up, off the second row. <laughs> so, I go up there and do my thing with my hands, you know, like Bret Hart does, uh-huh. go for the elbow smash, hit it, you know, the match continues on, right? I'm fine. I don't feel anything. Right. So, then I got about an hour and a half car ride home. Finally get home. The minute I get out of the car, I'm like, holy crap. Like, I can barely walk. And my knee, like, I could tell it was toast right there. So, um, so they, whatever, it's kind of sore. And then, dude, like, weeks went on and it just kept getting worse and worse. And then I'm, finally I went and got an MRI and, like, yeah, your knee's pretty bad. You got a PCL tear and all this other stuff. So, so yeah, long story short, don't ever do moves that you never do. <laughs> so you pretty much worked the match kind of like kind of like that's, with, why, that's why even though i love him that story makes me laugh yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't so funny past six months but i mean it's funny now definitely but in here <laughs> mocking bret hart the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be and i explode my knee so <laughs> lesson learned <laughs> Well, at least she didn't tr- try doing a stone cold stunner on the concrete, right? <laughs> you know, I almost did that. Uh, that what was that? Moonsault or whatever that Brock Lesnar did. I was going to do that, but oh god, decided not to. I I I don't know how I don't know how he survived that man. Him and freaking yeah, Kurt Angle. 
that was that was one of my favorite matches on that card there for WrestleMania. Oh, she's a great match. It was. It was. It really was. And he really actually that whole that that entire WrestleMania was was uh, off the chain. It was top to bottom. I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. I forget which one it is. I've seen so many WrestleManias. You know, you've seen so many WrestleManias, and you kind of like forget, you know, and you have to go back and look and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's what I remember that out of that match right there. That was that was just insane, man. That was just insane. But you, in fact, he finished it completely unconscious. Oh, yeah. moving. Yeah. If you go back and watch that, go pay, and pay attention to his face. He's clueless. <laughs> Angle oh, yeah. walks in the, the rest of that match. The fact he kept going is ridiculous. Yeah, at that. Yeah, that was. It's like the lights are on, but no one was home. Kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, and also getting kind of like kind of like at my house. You know, that's why probably why my electric bill is so damn high. <laughs> 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 so pretty much like Triple H when he had that tag match when he was when he was going up against Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho when him and Austin remember when he yep. tore his whoa 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 did you say Chris Benoit yes I did <laughs> I, said... I don't think we're allowed to talk about that are we <laughs> his, his... we're allowed to bring up that name yeah yeah I mean I so. look yeah, I think it's okay <laughs> why not? Yeah, why why not? I mean, look at his body of work. What he what he what Crispin Wall. Wolverine. Come on, dude. Yeah, he was he was my my little brother. He was one of his that was one of his favorites right there, the Rabbit Wolverine and my my dad, God rest his soul. I grew up watching wrestling with him, man. I I remember sitting in the living room watching this man cuss and yell at the TV because Ric Flair was on TV and he wanted Dusty Rhodes to kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the Chris Benoit is one of the people to this day. Chris Benoit is one of the people I model how how I sell some stuff, like based on how I remember seeing him sell stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The guy Dude, yeah, I mean, he was awesome. of, He was great. He was, he was. I mean, just just the way he worked in the ring and stuff, man. He was he was tough. He he put on some great matches. He he did, man. He did. He lost a freaking tooth, and I loved how they did that—the toothless aggression or and just. That, yeah, I love that. I love that, man. That was good merchant. That was good merchandise. Uh, you know, marketing right there, man. Because <laughs> remember the shirts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the hillbillies love that one for sure. <laughs> since, since we're talking about uh, wrestlers before I ask. Oh. What's that? Is that hillbillies? Oh, you mean wrestlers. Wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Since we're talking about wrestlers and we, we brought up matches, let me ask you. I'll start with you, Garrett, and then Solomon. Favorite match in WWE to watch, or just favorite match in general? WWE. Anything with Benoit, but in wrestling general, in general, anything with Regal. I could watch Regal all day. Okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely. He's uh, definitely top on the list for sure. 
I mean, if you're getting, are you getting specific matches? Because I got like three that I probably what? probably have that are my favorites. Okay, what what match could you go back and always watch and always enjoy and never get never get tired of watching? Dude, that's a tough one, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brett versus Davey at, at Wembley. Oh, that's a good okay. one. Especially if, especially if you've read Bret Hart's biography. Yeah, it wasn't Baby Boy all. Yeah, if you know oh, all that, yeah. and you go back and watch it. The match is like a thousand times better because you're like, wow, oh yeah, he really, Bret Hart really is a master. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Baby Boy was all honestly though. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, dude, I do do that is a tough question. Like, cause dude, I. Like, one of the matches I can go back and watch a million times is Eddie versus Brock. Dude, hands down, that is an awesome match, especially, like, Eddie Guerrero. Come on, dude. No way out. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's freaking awesome, man. I, I own that DVD. Um, dude, it's cheap plug and dig. I can go back and watch us beating the thieves all day. Just going to throw that out there. That's right. Which one? Sit on. Us beating the thieves for the title. I could watch that oh, all day. Yeah. The look on, yeah, the look on yeah. their faces. It was, it was beautiful. It was priceless. They had no idea what was coming. But yeah, I mean, I'd say probably hands down that match. I mean, it's tie up between that and Taker and HBK WrestleMania 25 for sure. That that was that was a great that was a great one there. The uh, 25 with Taker and uh, Michaels. I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> I I loved what they did in that match. I I loved oh, it. Dude. Masterpiece. Yeah. Not Chris Masterpiece. Flair versus like HBK. <laughs> Flair versus HBK. That's another one you can watch back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about the Iron Man match with uh, Bret Hart and uh, Shawn Michaels? That's. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. Dude, as a can you imagine like what? 10 year old kid would watch that entire match without like taking a break or getting distracted. Like that was me. I ordered that paper. Like, yeah. I begged my mom to order that. Like, I don't remember what I said to her. I think I told her to clean the house for like a month straight, but mm-hmm. she got the pay per view for me and I watched the entire thing. Nice. I come from my Viking ways. Honestly, we had the box. So, you know, I remember watching. I don't think I even took a bathroom break during that match at like 12 no. or 13. Wow. No. Drinking soda all night with my friends. I don't even think I ran to the bathroom. I was glued. <laughs> wow. I would have to say one, one other match that I really liked. Uh, if you looked at Monday Night Raw, Undertaker oh, versus Jeff Hardy in that ladder match right there. That, oh, yeah. That, that was something right there. I was sitting there watching it with my dad and my little brother, and we were just glued to it because also the Jeff Hardy was my little brother's favorite. While we were watching it, he was pulling for him, and it was it was just a great match, a great ladder match. I enjoyed. Did your bro- did your brother wear the little arm sleeves? He he tried to make him. He tried to make him. He was right. he was he was uh, I think like every kid tried to make him. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was about twelve years old at the time. Yeah, he was. He but was, dude, that match, 
that's the match where basically he earned Taker's respect, right? Yes. And then kind of got all that squeaky yeah. voice stuff going on towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he kept yelling for Taker or something. I don't remember. But. Yeah, yeah, because after the match, yeah, he he's yelling. He's like, Taker! Taker! <laughs> yeah, he sounded like, yeah, he was like 12-year-old kid going through puberty, yelling. Yeah. And then he like rubbed his head like said 12-year-old kid going through puberty. <laughs> yeah. he came back in and like ruffled his hair up. Yeah. Good job, kid. Good job, sport. <laughs> and then what was it he would say? He used to say, I'll make you famous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Dude, I miss that taker, man. I wish, I wish he would come back. Yeah. I I loved I loved that taker right there because... It. I mean, he he came back and he was he was he was good, you know, and then he he flipped and then he was running around with the WWE Championship, and he he would always cut a promo or say something at the end to someone. He says, "Hey, I'll make you famous." <laughs> you know, yeah. How do you come back? How, what do you come back with that? What do you come back with that? Right. Like, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> In. With, with talking about talking about great matches and talking talking about our favorite matches, if any, if I want to start with Garrett with this one, if you had to step in the ring with anyone from say WWE, NXT, or AEW, or anyone that you've not stepped in the ring with, who would that person be? Well. I'm just going to throw it out there because I've been feeling real suicidal in the ring lately. So Jerry Jacobs is on the top of my list right now for 2020 as somebody I want to be in the ring with. Um, and from AEW, I'd say probably Janela or um, Darby Allen since EHS has uh, brought back my hardcore roots and drug that back out of me. Nice. What about what about uh, NXT, Garrett? Come on, there's some good talent there. Oh, I one know. person, um, one for everything. NXT. I know you got the network. <laughs> I do. Thanks <laughs> to somebody giving me the hookup this month. Um, no, I would uh, NXT. I haven't been following it recently. Um, Keith Lee. I like the I, I like the big guys. Keith Lee. Dude. I think he'd be fun. Good answer. I think he'd be fun. Nice. I think he'd be fun. And WWE on the main roster? And I don't even remember the last time I watched Raw or SmackDown. The Viking Raiders. How about that? Two-on-one handicap match. Ah, That's that's too easy. I'll take... You know what? I'll face Sarah Logan. I I think that's a fair matchup. Sarah Logan. You're really trying to start some beef with the, the Viking Raiders, huh? <laughs> <laughs> slide in on the sliding through the side door on that one. Yeah, I think that's more of a fair fight at this point right. in my life. Wow. No, um I I really been liking um the fiend. Yes. The fiend. Like I said, yeah. I like I like I like going up against the big guys. I like a challenge. Yeah. That's Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's awesome. You are one of the big guys. Yeah. <laughs> what What about you? Same Same question, Solomon. Who would Who would you like to um, get in the ring with? 
Let's see. We'll start One with the main roster. Well, yeah, we'll start with the main roster. Okay. Uh, I'd have to go with Samoa Joe. Okay. Definitely Samoa Joe. I mean, dude, the guy moves freaking insane. And he's been around for forever, dude. He's a... Uh, I mean, he's finally on the main roster doing his thing. You know, it's been a long time coming. Um, NXT... Dude, that's a tough one because Garrett actually kind of stole my answer. That Keith Lee, the dude's another one too. The guy, you know, the size of the guy and the stuff that he can do is unbelievable. It is, dude. Like for real. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can't forget Adam Cole, baby. Come nope. on. I actually like to see the Gold Rush versus Kyle O'Reilly for like title of who's going to be douchiest. Oh my god! Yeah, of course, hands down, me. Hello. <laughs> I want to. Um, oh, go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna say the chat right now is on fire because you you guys got some responses here. Uh, Jaden Quick says Sean versus Brett. Oh my god! F Jaden Quick. <laughs> he said. Thank Yeah. He said uh, the Br- Sean versus Brett Iron Man that was the best, and Missy says yes versus Dre would be great, and Jaden said that he's still waiting for Solomon versus Jaden. LOL. And Missy said that she would like to see that too, and they said right. LOL. And then Missy just put out hashtag FJQ. So. Yeah, <laughs> Jaden. The real question is: Do you really want some of this hardcore smoke, dude? Like, come on, put that title up on the line against the Gold Rush, and let's see what happens. <laughs> but first, he's got actually first he has to get through Garrett. He's not the champ Which, anymore. Nightmare took it from him. Oh, that's right. His I guess I've been hitting ahead a few times. Jesus. Hey. <laughs> He's in the chat talking all this smack and his best friend. Man. So that's true. You know. Let's see. That's what happens. <laughs> Jaden uh, replied back. Um, he dropped an F bomb on you guys. He said, <laughs> you guys. <Ooh>. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Jaden, thanks for interrupting my part of my interview of this podcast. Back to the question. Let's get to AEW, okay? AEW, the person that I would love to to wrestle with would be, hands down, come on, Le Champion, Chris Jericho. That's good. But, dude, like, there's so many people on there, though. Like, like, um, who's another one? Totally underrated, Frankie Kazarian. Come on, dude. Like, he's been around forever, too. He's unbelievable for his age as well. Yeah, so much I just want to point out two. I just want to point out two things real quick. One, he literally just FJQ, and two, Frankie Kazarian's name for the Spanish fly is way cooler than Spanish fly, and everybody needs to start <laughs> calling it flux capacitor again. All right, I'm just throw that out there. <laughs> right, flux capacitor sounds way cooler than Spanish fly. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now with. With talking about who'd like to step in the ring with in the promotions that has been mentioned. Now, current wrestling, 
what's been going on with current wrestling and how 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 it is right now because I know we we talked about some great matches and some great great veterans and great legends in the ring. Now, your thoughts on the current state of wrestling. I want to start with you, Sullivan, and then Garrett, you can follow up after. What are, what are your thoughts on the current state of wrestling right now? Uh, I mean, right now, wrestling, I mean, dude, it's probably better than it's ever been um, as far as how many places there are to work now. Um, I mean, if you're talking big stage stuff, I mean, you got WWE, of course, NXT, NWA is back. You got Major League Wrestling, all kinds of stuff right now. So, I mean, that alone right there is pretty freaking awesome. Not to mention the whole indie scene is just insane right now. Like, dude, everyone's picking up indie guys, you know? Mm -hmm. um, as far as product, I mean, I mean, it's kind of the same with WWE right now. I mean, it's the same old stuff, but, I mean, NXT is real hot. AEW is the new new guy in town, which is really hot right now. NWA, I don't know if you guys have caught any of that lately. That's pretty sweet. So, um, I'm digging it. So I'm digging it right now. So Nice. Yeah. I'll second, right I'll, second mo I'll second most of that. I am actually digging NWA's uh, Dude, set design. If, if nothing else, I could care less how derivative it'll come off. I am waiting to, for an indie company like a lower level indie company that try to duplicate it because it looks awesome dude yeah um, it's, it's amazing i love wrestling right now i haven't had this much fun i haven't been watching it as much to be honest i've been uh busy doing it and i find that uh the more my schedule's filled doing it the less time i feel like spending watching it right um i don't know why that is <laughs> Um, but like, like Solomon said, I mean, the Indies at all levels are blowing up, um, to the point that some areas are starting to get oversaturated. Mm -hmm. And while that's a bad thing, I look at it as also a good thing that that many people are doing things in the business right. at all levels. Right. Right. It's, it, it's amazing right now. What I what I love about wrestling right now, I mean, I I grew up grew up with the WWE with Hogan in the eighties. Uh, I watched WCW with I went back and forth watched WCW as a kid watching watching Sting, Flair, Dusty Rhodes, the Steiner Brothers, Road Warriors, and just watching that. And then nineties Attitude Era, I I remember that like like it was like yesterday with the attitude error and the monday night wars with nitro and just going through that there for a while i didn't from 2007 till about 2013 i didn't watch no wrestling because a lot of stuff was going on in my life but then i did go back and watch things here and there and see what was going on but with current wrestling right now there's so much like I agree, the indie scenes, there's so much great talent right now with a lot of indie promotions that's out there and just putting on great matches and just putting on great shows. And there's there's stuff out there to to look for. There definitely is. And then like to the with, point oh, yeah. to the point that guys are getting 
career resurgences. Look at uh, like uh, PCO and Ring of Honor. Or, yeah, um, dude, perfect example right there. Or the or the or the Sheik in uh, MLW, former NWA yep. World Champion, runs PCW Watcher out in LA, and now he's you know he's helping pot MLW. Right. Right. It's it it's great. It's it's great. Yeah, the I I agree with you. A lot of a lot of people's getting resurgence and they're you know in. In the, on the indie scene, and it's hot. It's hot right now. And then on TV, I mean, like especially Wednesday nights, you get you got AEW and you got NXT. And I liked what CM Punk said at Starcast a few months ago. He's like, don't just watch one, watch them both. You can watch it all. And I agree because I do watch it all. I go back and forth watch NXT, AEW. I go when that's on Wednesday night. So I go back and forth. I'm flipping through the channels. I'm like, God dang. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, this is just reminds me of how I was as a teenager in the 90s watching the Attitude Era. You know, not, you know, oh, watch. Yeah. 100%. I yeah. The same exact way. Yeah. First, first hour, watch Nitro. Then nine o'clock, flip yeah. it over, you know, <laughs> back and forth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan and a wrestler. Totally, very totally. much. Yeah. But, but let me let me uh, let me get back to Punk. Mm-hmm. You guys think he'll come back? Who? CM Punk. <laughs> oh, I mean, you don't. Th- uh, does it matter? matter? I think he's gonna come back. Does it matter? Come on! Here's absolutely. I'm sorry. I was a Col- I'm sorry. I'm I'm loyal to a fault. I was a Colt Cabana fan before I was a CM Punk fan. Now, now I'm thought, starting I, to see why we Col- we argue a lot, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> really starting to see. It. I saw Colt Cabana before I saw CM Punk. Fair enough. Fair I enough. I was introduced. I was I was introduced to him separately. I don't know how that happened since at that point in their career, they were essentially chained to each other, but <laughs> somebody showed, um, I think it was the, uh, Chikara thing when he did the, uh, the furry match is Colt Cabunny. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think he'll come back. You think he'll come back? Solomon. I think, I, dude, I think it's going to take some work, but I mean, come on. Like he's, he's, he's coming back. Yeah, I, I think that, honestly, I think that uh, eventually he will come back. They will because everyone comes back. Look how long it took Bret Hart to come back to WWE. Look how long it took him to come back. Look, uh, look Warrior at, too. Yeah, Warrior. It it took. Yeah, it took a it took a long time. I just said this to my fiance yesterday. If he doesn't come back, he'd be one of three people in history to not go back and do business with Vince. Right. Right. Like I, I'd like to consider myself a fairly decent, like uh historic historian of like parts of the business. And I'm almost positive. The only two people Vince has never done business with twice is Savage and Ole Anderson. Yeah. Savage. Nobody knows why everybody knows why with Ole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The way I look, the way I look at, 
Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so if Punk doesn't come back, he would be in very rarefied company. But I don't think it ma- I don't think it'll make much of a difference if he does or if he doesn't, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you, Garrett. I'm glad. I'm glad that's how you feel. <laughs> I I feel that I feel that Punk has that one thing that he wanted to do. If if you look at everything that he did when he was in when in his career, and even when he was in WWE, everything he did in WWE, the one thing that he wanted to do that he never got to do was main event a WrestleMania. I think if that was hap- if that happened where he can main event a WrestleMania with the title on the line, the WWE title, I think he would do it. But it would take some it would take some convincing. Would I would I be would I be like shocked if he came back? I mean, no, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, right now he's he's working for Fox covering WWE, a company he used to work for. And, you know, being an insider and, you know, and giving statistics and his opinion on on stuff. And I wouldn't be talking a lot of crap, too, which is great. Yeah, I it's that reality. That's what I like about punk. He don't hold back. Love him or hate the guy. He don't hold back. I think that's why Garrett doesn't doesn't like him. Oh, no, I look, I was I've been a huge fan of CM Punk's work. Throughout his career, I remember watching the hour and a half matches with Chris Hero in IWA on like down, like giving my computer age trying to find him on LimeWire back wow. in the day. So oh, like, right. So it's not that. I just think at this point, like he's he's alienated too many fans. He's too old. He got way too beat up in UFC to come back and look credible when you have Kane Velasquez, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Brock Lesnar, Chad Gable, you know, legit shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole that's different thing. That's kind of where, that's where, I, that's where I'm looking at. Like, if you put him in there with Chad Gable, I'm like, well, Chad Gable could just tie him up as like a pretzel because... I saw it and I went, oh, schmuck, do that. And Chad Gable went to the you mean You mean Shorty Gable now? Shorty G. Uh, I refuse to call it. I refuse to call Dude, him that. that. That I, is horrible. Yeah, bad creative. Bad creative. Dude, uh, that is so bad. That is, that is. Such good shit. That is such good shit. <laughs> I'm almost, I'd like to think that's the phrase used when somebody approached him with that idea. Yeah, oh, that's such probably. good shit. <laughs> He's short. Let's call him Shorty Gable. That's that's Vince all that that's Vince McMahon right yeah. there, man. That that is Vince McMahon right there because he finds that one thing and he he hones in on it. I mean, if you listen to the uh, John Moxley when he was on Jericho's podcast when he was talking about his last days in WWE, and uh, you know he had him change the script. He's like he's like get rid of poop, get rid of poop because Vince is gonna see that. I just loved it. Uh, one of my favorite interviews. I'm going to start taking the taker approach when we get book places, bro. I'm going to tell them you can sing. Excuse? <laughs> well, I mean, I can, but... Really? Wanna? <laughs> Probably not. 
Nice. I was just doing it to put you on the spot, places. No, I mean, dude, do you think I really want to sing for all these people and let them know that I have the voice of an angel, the voice of Jesus? Probably not. They don't deserve that. <laughs> Come on, Garrett. <laughs> Got to pay top dollar for this voice. An hour, an hour plus podcast with Stone Cold and Undertaker. That was my big takeaway. He told Vince he could sing when he panicked. Right. Undertaker panicked and said, I can sing. Right. That was actually really good. I, dude, I watched that entire thing. That was actually really good. I did too. I, I did, did too. too. It was really good. But right now, that's the scene that sticks out in my head. Mm-hmm. Is that he panicked and was like, I can sing. Yeah. <laughs> what? What I liked about that about that interview there was when his contract came up in WCW when he was there, and was a Jim Crockett told him he says you're not a draw, no one's gonna pay you to ever see you wrestle. Boy, was he wrong, man! Right? <laughs> was he wrong? Completely yeah. wrong. Jeez, I, I I couldn't believe that. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I liked how when he was he when. When Steve asked him, who did you ask and talk to for advice and stuff? And he said, Jake Roberts. I was like, bingo. That that made, that made right there made a lot of sense. I was like, that right yeah. there. That made everything as like the psychology of what oh, yeah. it just Genius. made sense, man. Just great psychologist in the ring. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the best promos ever. Yes. Yes. The chat right now is still on fire here. I want to I want to say God. that Tell yeah. Jaden Quick to get a life. <laughs> well, that's his bedtime. I do want to say I'm this. Put all 56 of his kids to bed. <laughs> I do want to say I, I do want to oh, thank everyone for you. tuning Seriously, in. in we do, I, I love you, Jaden. 56 kids and all, I love you. He's a swell guy. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to thank everyone for for tuning in tonight here on the Everett Lee Show here, and with the Gold Rush Solomon Stone and the Modern Day Shaman Garrett Adams and. I do want to thank for the feedback in the chat I'm looking at right here. I love what everyone's saying and what everyone is talking about here. Tim Tim says, sing something. And something Disney. And Missy said, sing me happy birthday this weekend. LOL. I hope you have at least $150 for at least two minutes of that singing. Hundred fifty dollars for happy birthday. That's my good. That's you my going. Like, you better do it like do it like Marilyn Monroe, dude. She takes our picture. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Yeah, okay, let me get ready. Hold on. Uh, no, she said this. We'll weekend. for another she said time. This weekend. All right, she all right. This weekend, fine. maybe I'll consider it. <laughs> now, speaking of speaking of this weekend, or actually any, just here, whenever. Here in the next few weeks, or what? What I'm getting at is, what co- upcoming events do you guys have going on? What? Uh, I'll start with you, uh, Garrett. What do you have upcoming events you have, and then uh, follow up uh, with it, uh, Solomon. Well, Saturday we will. I will be at EHF uh, 
challenging Celtic nightmare for the EHF Hardcore Championship and at Overtime Sports Bar in Elkhart, Indiana. And then the following Saturday, I will be at GLWA at Top Notch Physiques in Coloma, Michigan, with my partner, Solomon Stone, defending the GLWA Tag Team Championships against, I believe, Epic Love, Cody Love and Trayvon, what's his name, Trayvon, ah, who cares, they're green, just kidding, kiddos, um, Epic Love is an amazing up-and-coming talented tag team, and um, it'll be a it'll be a pleasure to uh, beat some knowledge into them kids. You got anything else, Solomon? Coming? Up? I mean, ditto to that. I mean, me and you are on both upcoming shows, so really, that's that's all I have for now until we start off with the new year. Nice. I got the promo up here for the EHF Jingle Brawl, the way, and looks looks pretty good. I would be remiss. I would be remiss if I didn't hype and plug New Breed Wrestling's uh, Diesel Power Lounge shows. Um, the first one's New Year's New Beginnings, January seventeenth, and. After that, it's the third Friday of every month at the Diesel Sports Lounge in New Baltimore, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. Ooh, and guess who will be making his official long-awaited debut? Joel Finger. The Gold Rush Solomon Stone, of course. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, though. Like, it's, Dude, it's been a long time coming for that. Absolutely. We actually... Uh, we were actually supposed to debut there together, and that was one of the places that uh, gave me a replacement tag team partner that uh, actually fit in so well. Like, he's he's part of the group now. So basically, Garrett's saying that he turned me into Crush from Demolition, the third man. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't too happy about it. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's great. I'm I'm excited for what what you guys have going you know coming up here and then going into 2020 what what you guys got going on. I want to start with you, Solomon, and then Garrett. Follow up. Anything that any anything you'd like to say to anyone before we uh, end this uh, podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, First and foremost, I would like to plug myself. You can find me on Facebook at the Gold Rush 83, Instagram Solomon Stone 22, and Twitter Jim Tan Wrestling. And I also want to give a shout out to the one and only the Captain Aranova. You uh, rest up, get well soon, and come back quick because I'm coming down to Florida to kick your ass. That's all I got. All right. You can follow me on Facebook at Garrett Adams because I am horrible at keeping up to date on my modern day shaman page. But on the Garrett Adams page, you get wrestling and some of the best memes on Facebook. I can also be found on Instagram um, at modern day shaman 420. 
And I want to second Solomon's shout out to our good friend, Captain Aaron Nova. I won't be coming to kick your ass. I'll be coming to save it. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> All right. That's, That's the galaxy's ass. <laughs> nice. I I love it, man. I love it. And since we're plugging social media before we close, I do want to plug Podcast City Network, your official host for top source for independent podcasting. You can follow them on podcastcity.net, such as the Everett Lee Show, Final Score, Chris Carnage Show, Russell Popcast, Deathmatch Russell Pod. Cast, Super Raider Brothers, Imaginarium, and much, much more over on Podcast City Network. Over on podcastcity.net. Hit them up on Facebook, Podcast City Network, Twitter at Podcast City Net, and subscribe to the YouTube channel for video podcasts such as the Everett Lee Show over on uh, their YouTube channel, Podcast City Network. And you can follow more Everett Lee right here on this page, the Everett Lee Show. And send me a tweet on Twitter at the Everett Lorescore Lee. Instagram, Everett Lee Show, and then my audio portions can be found on my YouTube channel, Everett Lee Show, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Podbeam. So download those apps and hear audio portions of the Everett Lee Show. And that is it for the Everett Lee Show. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight and listening to the Everett Lee Show. Release signing off. Have a good night, and gentlemen, thanks for coming on and uh, chatting with me. Well, thanks for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. I will see everyone Thursday for Slamming Thursday edition with the Chris Rose. So check it out, everyone. We'll see you then. Have a good night. <laughs>